I'm trying to think of how to start this. <laughs> Don't overthink, my friend. You, you're doing fine. You're, you're, you're great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special episode of The Numbers. Philip is with me, as always. It is our over-under episode. It is our third annual competition. Third annual. And, Philip, I'm really excited about this. This is probably my favorite thing to do all year. I have to say, I'm surprised how anxious I was to do this one. Uh, and also, I must say, Eric, I'm also anxious to uh, to revisit what we said last year, because... You know, we say a lot of things, things and stuff goes by and it's a year ago. I don't remember. And I know I see your smile right now and I, I feel like you, you will have some good news for yourself. Uh, they're year one of the over-under uh, ended in a tie because I don't count yeah. the hockey stuff. The co- hockey stuff is fun, but we're talking politics here. Uh, so I'm, I don't know whether I won or you did last year. And I have some good ones for us this year. We have three elections scheduled in 2024. And so, of course, we'll talk about those. But let's start with uh, how we fared in last year's over-under. Why don't you, right. uh, we'll why don't you go this. through it? Yes. So the basic premise is that we give each other a line, sort of like a betting line, and we have to say whether we think it'll be over or under. In some cases, it's a true or false kind of question. We did this last year over the holidays, uh, so I guess it was, yeah, it was 12 months ago-ish, and we were predicting what was going to happen in 2023. We had to make calls. It didn't mean <laughs> that we truly believed in them, but we had to. We were up against it. So we will go over it in 2022. So I did and, go back, and I looked and just, at how we did. And just before you start here, I also want to warn, this is a much lighter episode. So you can take our word for it and then laugh about uh, laugh at us if we missed, but we're having a lot of fun over here. This is a lighter episode, a, a holiday episode. So please everybody take it easy on us if we're wrong, okay? Yeah. And sometimes we uh, cuz I rewatched our episode from last year and sometimes one of us just chose the opposite just to be a little bit more interesting. So uh, if I lose, that's what was it, what it was. There you so go. we had, we'll start with the federal, what we said. So the first one we did was whether the liberal NDP confidence and supply agreement would hold throughout the year. You said it would. I said it wouldn't. It obviously did. So one point wow. for Philip. Okay. We had a, this one I think is actually really funny. We had an over under of whether the conservatives would score more than 40% in the polls. Wow. You said under, I said over, I said they, <laughs> we would probably get some poll that had it, so hmm. I tied it up there. I think we there had are whether some, the liberals yeah, would yeah. Yep. I, I we had whether the liberals would get over 35.5% in your average. So the average that was on 338candidate.com. I, I said they wouldn't. Yeah. You said, said they, they would. would. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric takes the lead. Okay. Yeah. We then took it to Quebec. We said whether again in the 338 Canada average, the Conservatives would get over 25%. Oh, my God. I looked at it. As far as I could tell, because it's more of a graphic, so I had to kind of estimate it. They very close, closely got up to 20, I think 23 or 24% at some point recently. But we both chose the under that they wouldn't reach 25%, which they didn't in Quebec. Elections in 2023, I put the line at 0.5. We both said under. There was <laughs> zero both right. federal elections in 2023. 
And to close the federal section, we said how many by-elections would there be? We put, put the line at 3.5 by-elections. We both chose the over. There were five by-elections, federal by-elections, Calgary Heritage, Winnipeg South Centre, Portage Lizard, Oxford, and Notre Dame de Grasse, Westmount. At the end of the federal section, Philip, I was ahead with five, and you had four points. How do we you feel pretty, going in? We, we did pretty well there because we were mostly right. Uh, and, and there could have been even more by-elections uh, because Durham still yeah. hasn't been called. Interesting. Yep. Okay, so you're leading five to four after the federal. I think I did pretty well in the provincial elections, but okay, you go ahead. Yeah, okay, so now we're going to Alberta. Alberta. Now, let's put some context here in late <laughs> December. Bad sign, for, bad sign for Eric here. I want to explain why I was wrong about Alberta. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> in December of 2022, when we did this, yep. Yep. the NDP was ahead in the polls, the UCP was well behind. Okay, so you put the... Number of seats the NDP would win at 43.5, yep. which meant whether they would win a majority or not. You chose the under. I chose the over. They won 38 seats. Philip got a point there. We put the line at turnout oh, at I don't 68%. Oh, that's 68%. That's we both chose high. the over. Do you know what the turnout was? A, say a low 60s, I think. 59.5. Oh, 59.5. So we both were wrong on that one. Okay. All right. We then chose the NDP share of the vote at 44%. Oh, that's they so They ended close. up getting 44.1. And we both chose the over. So we both got a point there. We then had, as your cat uh, tail like a shark goes across the screen, uh, if you're watching this, we then said the number of seats the UCP would win in Edmonton. We put the line at 0. 0.5. Oh. You chose and the under. I chose the over. They won zero. So you zero. got a point there. And then okay. finally, we said the NDP number of seats in Calgary. You ended up starting with the line at, I think, 11.5, and I was too confident, so you bumped it up. Yeah. So we put the line at 16.5. You chose the under. I chose the over. They won 14. Yeah. This was a rough, rough patch for me. <laughs> uh, after the Alberta section, you were ahead by 8 to 6. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I remember that I did well in Alberta, and uh, that Calgary, that Calgary thing, it was, it was, it ended up higher. It was, did you say it was fourteen? I thought it was fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th that line the, was pretty good in the end, but uh, yeah. And the, and the and line the at the NDP vote at forty-four, that was pretty good. They got forty-four point yeah. one. Okay. Right. Manitoba, obviously, Wab Canoes, New Democrats won a majority government there. We'd put the line for NDP seats at thirty-one point five. You chose the over. I chose the under. I said it would be like a minority or something. It ended up being 34 seats. We then put the line for the NDP share of the vote again at 44%. Oh. We both chose the over. It was 45.6%. We were both good on that. And then we put the line for the liberal share of the vote at 15%. You chose the under. I chose the over. It was under at 10.6. You are now in a commanding position with a lead of 11 to 7. And uh, we're going thank, only thank a few you, sections Thank left. you, provinces. Okay. All right. <sighs> P.I. This did oh, not God. go well for us. No, we only did no. two. <laughs> Dennis King's uh, PCs won a pretty solid majority government. We put the line for the PCs at 19.5 seats. We both chose the over, and they got 22, uh, which obviously uh, was correct. We then put the line for the number of green seats at 4.5. We were confident that the greens would do pretty well. We both chose over. 
They only won two seats. Two seats, right. Okay. And we were both wrong. So we still got this gap of four points, 12 to eight in your favor. Now we got into the kind of the wild card, anything goes section. Okay. Now, if you remember in 2022, there was a by-election where there had been a lot of candidates. Right. So I said right. in a by-election, what would be the by-election, the federal by-election with the most candidates? And I set the line at 40. You chose the under. I chose the over. They tried it again, Winnipeg South Center. Do you remember how many candidates there were? Oh, I don't. I, there was a lot. I remember the ballot. Was it over 40? It was 48. Wow. 48 <laughs> candidates. So I got the over there. We had one about the Quebec leadership, uh, Quebec liberal leadership, if it went forward in this year, but it didn't. So we'll skip that one. We then had a, 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 a few uh, yes or no. One was whether the liberals, the Quebec liberals, would win the Saint-Henri-Saint-Anne by-election. You said no, and I said yes. Actually, no, it was the opposite. I have what? It in, uh, no, yes, no, that's no, correct. I, that's correct. Okay. You said no. I was thinking yeah. whether Quebec Solidaire would win. You right. said no. I said yes. So you got a point there. We then had how many premiers would def- be defeated or resigned in 2022? 2.5. And it was, it was under, right? No, I mean, hang on. Is uh, Mr. Organ had already resigned or no? He already had, yeah. Okay, so it's under, huh? You chose the under. I chose the over. It ended up just being one, and that was Heather Stephenson in Manitoba. Uh, And then we had whether Trump and Joe Biden would still be actively running for the presidential nominations for their parties. You said yes. I said no. I said one of them would probably back out. Obviously, they're both still in it. And then we had one last question, which was the fun one, and we're going to keep it in here uh, in terms of the points. Whether the Toronto Maple Leafs would make the second round uh. of the NHL playoffs <laughs> in 2023. And they did. They did. You, of course, had no faith. I nope. also don't like the Maple Leafs, but I had faith. And they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they lost to the Florida Panthers. So, yep. drum roll. Yep. <laughs> 15 to 10. Pretty easy victory for Philip J. Fournier. Congratulations to Philip. He wins the second edition of the Over Under competition. And it's it was a pretty shameful performance by myself. So <laughs> But you were leading after the federal. It's the provinces that got to you, huh? Okay. Yeah, the provinces really yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, well, are you ready I, now for 2023? I, so I get the bragging rights, right? Basically, yeah, every yeah, you episode. Don't win else. So, no, no, there's uh, nothing else. Basically, basically every episode, I can say, hey, remember that over under in 2022? My goodness, that I did well. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I won't do that. But uh, okay, right. uh, so a win and a tie for me in the over unders. You're ready for your revenge. So this is it, right now. Yeah, you have to it catch will up. be. It will be. Okay, yeah. all right. Because we don't want to get to a state where you're winning four in a row and a dynasty has been established. We do not want that. Okay. <laughs> So what we're going to do, we're going to, as we did in the last ones, we're going to set some lines. We're going to choose the over-under on them. We're going to try to explain our thinking about it. We're going to start with the federal. We'll go through some of the provinces, and then we have our, our last little anything goes category. Uh, why don't we start in the federal? Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, thing is, I may come up with new ones. I have four right now for the federal. Of course, there's there's not there's not supposed to be an election this year, and so it's we can't just go oh how many seats here and there, right? Uh, yeah. Perhaps we'll have some conditional. So my first one uh, would be okay. What will be the best poll from a recognized professional poster 
for the Liberals in 2024. Now, we know that the Liberals have gone down uh, in 2023, as low as I think the lowest I saw was 22% in a nanos yeah. poll. Uh, I bet you said 23. A uh, little bump last week. We'll see if uh, nanos goes up as well. But in 2024, what will be the best poll for the Liberals from a recognized pollster? And I put the line. <sighs> I'm still hesitating on that line. I put the line at 29.5. I would choose the over. I think that there will be, at some point, some sort of a rebound that a poll will have them at 30, 31, maybe 32 at some point during the year. So I will choose the over on 29.5 for the best liberal poll. <sighs> okay. Thing is me too maybe that line is too low um i wanted to catch you there okay sometimes eric and i will agree on an over under and we'll just move on and sometimes if we too agree too much we'll change the line i don't want to change that line because i think it's a good one i'll also go with the over but barely i don't expect a 35 uh i think you're looking at numbers of satisfaction of the government the numbers of justin trudeau i don't think it will go up that much but one poll at 30 or over, I will say I will say yes, over for me too. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so this one, I'm, I, I'm, I'm again using your projection. So okay. I'm uh, counting on your good faith not to Absolutely. Uh, put your thumb on the scale in order to have to win this one. <laughs> so I'm putting the, the, I'm talking about the smallest gap we see between the liberals and the conservatives in your mm. averages at one point during the okay. year. Okay. I'm going to put the line at 8.5. Okay, so the gap between the liberals and conservatives at 8.5? Yeah, the small, like the, the smallest, smallest it gets. Yeah. Hang on here. So, okay, so you think that the liberal, okay, in the average, okay, in the average. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right now, I believe I have 14 points in the average. 8.5, <laughs> considering also that I round my numbers, right? I mean, the, the, the numbers the, the, with the digits, they are on the site, but on the main page, I always round the numbers because there's uncertainty. Uh, if there's a liberal rebound, could the average go to like 30 to 38? At some point during the year. That's a good one, Eric. I, I I'm gonna go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go under. Uh, I think it will tighten up, and that's a pretty good line. Had you said like five points, I don't think so. Eight point five. I'm gonna go under. What about you? Okay. Um. Just to give myself a chance to win a point, I'm gonna take take the <laughs> over that the smallest gap will end up being like eight point seven or nine points, and that's as close as it gets in 2024. Mm. All right. How about you go next? Okay, this one is um, is a risky one. I know it's early for the risky ones, but okay. Including interims, what's the number of different prime ministers we will have in 2024? And I'm putting the line at 0 0.5. Different, you mean other than Trudeau? That's right. Uh, then I guess I'm going to choose the under. I think he'll still be prime minister by the end of the year. 
when we do this episode next year, next December, Trudeau will have been prime minister all year and will have stayed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The thing is, I kind of agree. But there's also a part of me that goes, as, as, as adamant as Mr. Trudeau has been that he's going to stay until the next election, at some point, if the numbers are so bad, it's not going to be his call. And so I'm going to go on a limb and take a risk here because, you know, since I crushed you last year, I can take some risk here. It's okay. I'm going to go with over. I think at some point we will have a different prime minister than Justin Trudeau in 2024. It's a risk. I know the right. odds are not in my favor, but if I get this, I'll look like a genius 12 months from now. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't get it, then you won't look like a genius. <laughs> no, I won't. Opposite. That would be a, it's a, a day that ends in Y. So, okay. <laughs> okay. This is more of a yes or no one. Okay. All right. And again, we're going we're gonna to use recognized pollster as whatever right. we're defining that. Um, and I think we both know what that means. So we'll yes. just uh, go on that. Yes or no, two different pollsters will show the NDP ahead of the Liberals at some point this year. Hmm. So it's not a fluke poll. It's two different pollsters, yeah. not two different polls, two different pollsters. So if it happens twice in the nanos roller, it's what? That's one. Doesn't count. Okay. Yeah, well, it counts as one. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. No. No, I don't. I don't think so. No. I, I. I don't. I don't see it. I. I don't see why. The thing is, when the NDP got close to the Liberals, the NDP hadn't moved. Right. It's the Liberals that went down. Yeah. And, you know, even though I think many liberal supporters are extremely disappointed with their government right now and they're not happy, clearly the numbers say that, uh, it's not like they're flocking to uh, to Mr. Singh. And Mr. Singh has not been as effective as one would expect from an NDP leader with an unpopular liberal prime minister. So I'm going to say no. I think I'm going to play the odds and say yes, oh. because we have seen some polls where it is a few points between them, and so that you just need a margin of error kind That's of right. issue and, and just with the statistical variation. So I think that over the next 12 months, we could get two different pollsters who have the NDP ahead of the Liberals. So I will take yes on that one. About Do we round to the closest uh, percentage point? Because Nanos shows two decimals, which is insane for me, with a poll that has a margin mm -hmm. of error of more than 3%. If it's 22.001... <laughs> whatever it is do we do we round to the closest percentage point just to make it clear i'm gonna say that no we're gonna take the, de the decimals okay. too because okay you know all what? right you know what if it ends up being at some point 22.3 for the liberals and 22.4 for the ndp the ndp yeah. is going to talk about how they finish second in the poll they're not gonna... that's right that's <laughs> they <laughs> absolutely <happen>. will <laughs> so we'll absolutely. we'll do the same thing all right do you have any more okay. i have a few more yeah for the okay. federal I would like to uh, to for you to guess the number of resignations from liberal MPs in 2024. Mm -hmm. So liberal MPs who decide to, you know what, I'm going to do something else with my life. I'm going to leave. Not necessarily the by-elections because that's six months later. Uh, the number of resignations of liberal So MPs. official resignation, they vacate yeah. their seat, not that they that's announce right. that they're resigning. Okay. That's right. Um, this is a tough line to put because it, it could be as much as five or it could be as low as zero. So we don't know. But since this is a 2024 will be in any scenario, a pre-election year, 
uh, pre yeah a pre-election year. So it could happen. I'm going to put the line at 1.5 because I think it could be low, but it's not going to be zero. Hmm. I think that it will. I will take the over, not because I think a lot of people, uh, liberals are going to resign, but I think that as we get closer to the election, there will inevitably be some people who resign. Um, there's not really provincial elections where I see a lot of liberals stepping yeah. aside. There's not that many coming up for them. But I will take the over, even though I don't think it'll be very much. Because I think most of the people who will resign because they're not running in the next election will probably do it in early 2025 uh, okay. rather than in late 2024. So that I will take the over on that. Just in a point of uh, a point of order here, point of correction here. If there is a federal election and candidates are not running again, that's not a right resignation. No, that's just okay. just not running again. Um, okay. I wanted to catch you here. I I didn't. Uh, uh, my language too low. Yeah, I did. I, I tried to catch you, but you you didn't bite. I th I'll go with the over as well. I um, okay. I know this sucks. We have the same call, but I'll go with the over as well. 1.5 is low. So, all right. Okay. What do you have? So, uh, just before the uh, House adjourned, uh, Carolyn Bennett resigned. That's so, right. there will be a by-election in Toronto-St. Oh, Paul's at some point. Right. The lowest score that Carolyn Bennett got in that riding was in 2011. She got 40.6% of the vote. So, I'm going to put the line for the Liberal share of the vote for the Liberal candidate at 40.6. Will you take the over or the under? The election has to be between now and like late June, right? Yeah. So that, well, it has to be called. It could be held in July. Yeah. Um, you would think that they would do Durham and Toronto St. Paul's at the same time. They don't have to, but you would think that they would. So maybe it's going to be the spring. 40.6 for the liberal uh, uh, vote in Toronto St. Paul. I have to take the over. I, it, I know it. the liberals are are bad, down in the polls right now. It's just a, such a good writing for the Liberals. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well because they've actually... <laughs> I, I was curious. Which, I thought you were going to take the under. But they I, I, they have done well in by-elections. Their vote yes, has held up they have. where they have support. So that's why I'm going to take the over on that. Uh, I've got two more. Do you got any for the federal? Um, you know what? Go ahead. I, ha I uh, Go ahead. I have another one, okay. but it, it could it could wait. Okay, we'll do another one with the by-election. Durham is going to be another one that we know is going yeah. to happen. Uh, Aaron O'Toole got 46% of the vote in the 2021 election. If I put the over-under for the conservative vote share at 55, will you take oh. the over or the under? 55, huh? <clears throat> O'Toole had 46 I don't have the results in front of me, do you? I what what did the other Just that he got forty six, uh, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I don't have 50, I don't have in front of me who no, no. everyone else did, but yeah. Fifty five percent. It's a that's a high line. And again, as you I mean, I'm tempted to go with the over. It's just as you said, and we have we have seen in twenty twenty three, liberals do get their vote out in in by elections. You know, they even got close in Oxford. I know there, I know there was a context there, but still. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> that's a tough line, my friend. I will take the over fifty-five. I will. It's 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 a it's a high bar, but I think they're gonna get it. Hmm. Okay. Again, I thought you were gonna take the under on that one. You trying to? You don't play the quiz. You play the quiz master. You do the yeah. same thing during the quizzes. 
<laughs> I, I I was going to take the over because we have seen that the conservatives, when they are in a strong riding, they can do really well. Yeah, that's uh, true. we saw that when, in in Portage and and. But I'll, but you took the over. I'll take the under. Maybe they just get fifty four point four or fifty four point nine or something like that. But I will take the under. Now that would be the funny outcome: fifty four point nine eight or something. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Well, we don't we we don't we don't round to two decimal points because that's nuts. <laughs> anyway, all right. <clears throat> Here's a boring one for you, but a, a, a very straightforward one. Number of federal elections in 2024. We did. Too. We did that last year. We I, we don't, we can't do, not do it this year. Yeah. 0.5. 0.5. Over under. Yep. Well, there's going to be two. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. Well, there could be two. Could there happen, could? But I will. I will choose the under. I will choose the under. I I think that maybe like spring of 2025 makes a lot of sense. Um, yep. You know, follow on the budget. The NDP can defeat the government without much risk at that point if they want to. There's more reason for it to happen in 2025. There's a potential that the liberals might try to time it with the U.S. presidential election to try yeah. to coast a little bit off of that. But that feels risky to me. So I'm going to say zero. I'm going to say under for federal elections in 2024. I will say under as well, but I will put a mm. bemol here. That I mean, it's either 24 or 25. Right, we're we're down to the last two years where a federal election can happen. It's not like outrageously impossible that it happens this year. I mean, the, the context right. is so that it could happen this year. There's there's a what are the odds? It's not like one percent. It could be like fifteen to twenty percent. It could be a dice roll. Um, but you know, and uh, this is a you know, you and I are pl- play to win, and so we have to be serious about this. And if I'm not going to take a, a 50% uh, shot on a dice roll. So I think it could happen this year, but I'm going to take the under as well. So zero federal elections this year. Okay. We will see. Um, all right. Let's move to the <laughs> ones where we do know there's going to be some elections. Uh, how about we start with British Columbia? All right. That um, was going to wonder, David Eby and the New Democrats looking for re-election. That'll be Eby's first election as leader of the party since John Horgan stepped aside. Um, what do you have for BC? Okay. Before we, the thing is, of course, we will get to the um, you know, number of seats and vote share, but there's another one that's pre-election that I'd like to, uh, to try with you. So okay. two uh, members of the BC legislature crossed the floor from the Liberals United to the Conservatives. And uh, I know that you saw the latest poll that came from Angus Reid, 25% conservative, 20% united, and of course the NDP first place at 42. If those polls keep happening throughout 2024, before the election is uh, in October, I think we could see more floor crossers. Uh, some Uniteds that's feel that their seat is in danger, that they agree more with Mr. Rustad than Mr. Falcon, it could be very tempting. So the number of fourth floor crossers in the BC legislature from the Uniteds to the Conservatives. Now, the line now. I'm going to set it at 1.5. <laughs> so will there be two more that will, or two or more, that will cross the floor before the election. And there's not that many BC United 
MLAs to begin with, right? There must be... There's like 30? Yeah. Yeah. And they've already lost two. Some of them are going to run again. If you had put the line at 0.5, I would have chose the over. Uh, so, but 1.5. So you think there's going to be one, basically. <laughs> I think the odds are... I think it seems likely there'll be more than one because there had been chatter that there was going to be more than just these two, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm going to choose the over. I bet oh. you there will be a few more between now and Election Day. Damn. Me too. I <laughs> I wanted you to take the, the under so much. Should we move the line here? Or is that... Do we agree on a, on a tie here? Because I think it's going to be over two. Two would or, be... A, like, in the context of it, two would still be a lot, right? Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. Well, the conservatives suddenly would go from two to four. I mean, it's, 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 it's significant. Yeah. Um, Nah, that's, that's, let's both agree on over, and perhaps we'll be wrong. But also, you know, the, the polls for the BC Conservatives, there's, I still have doubts, but we'll, we'll get to that. Mm. Okay, what, what, what do you have for BC? All right, well, let's go to the actual election results. So okay. the New Democrats won 57 seats in the last election. The legislature is growing by six, I believe. They're up to 93. Yeah, 93 seats. Um, so if I put the line for the BC New Democrats... At 69.5. So that suggests that they're benefiting a lot from a split in the vote because their polling numbers are not that much better. And in a lot of cases, they're worse than they were last time. But I'm going to put the line at 69.5, which would be a big win. Oh, yeah. But with the context of the split, uh, I think that I think the line's reasonable. <sighs> right now, my projection, and I still haven't updated to the new map, and I will during the holidays. I was just... I was just waiting for the holidays to happen. I'll, I'm going to do the same thing for, for our listeners. I'm going to switch the federal map as well during the holidays. Um, hmm. And the Saskatchewan map as well. 69.5. We have to... In your scenario here, you assume that basically the Conservatives, the Uniteds, completely split the vote. Like, they, they don't... Well, I'm assuming no, that if you, choose the, if you choose the over... Well, the thing is, even if it's sixty-eight seats, it's it's that's a high bar. It's just also it's it's you would think that they would get. I, I'm tempted to go over because right now I have seventy-five seats in the current map, and mm. uh, I think the the BC the BC NDP will be really hard to dislodge in Vancouver, in much of Fraser Valley, in uh, Vancouver Island. Sixty-nine point. I I have to take the over. I have, yeah. Perhaps I'll look like a fool next year, but I'm taking the over. I'm going to take the under because oh. I think that voters will sort themselves out between now and Election Day. And again, maybe we'll be wrong in this, but that one of those parties to the right will get most of the vote and maybe in the right places. You know, maybe the Uniteds do better in the lower mainland and the Conservatives in the interior. And so the NDP makes some gains despite losing some votes. But I, I'm going to guess that their, their gains are relatively modest. And so that I will take the under on 69.5 for NDP seats. Again, the provinces will be the demise of Eric in this game. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, here's a very simple one about the BC Conservatives. So before the 2020 election, in some polls, not all, in some polls, the BC Conservatives were doing in double digits. Were doing well in some polls. Sometimes they got 9% and 8% and they ended up with 2% of the vote. There were some other polling firms like the local one, Research Co., that had the Conservatives at 2%. 
So how real is this conservative rise, Mr. Rastad leading the, 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 the conservatives? The, as we said, if I just check the, the tables, the latest polls, Anger Street, 25, Abacus Data, 26, Anger Street, 21, Leger, 25, Research Co, 19. What will be the vote share of the BC conservatives in the election? And knowing this, we polls change all the time. We are 10 months ahead. It's mm-hmm. just for fun. Now, I'm tempted to put the line at the number we see now because I think some of that is cross-pollination from the federal level. Uh, but I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to go with 22% of the vote for the BC conservatives. Hmm. What say you? So, like, traditionally, the two parties on the right should be able to get 40 to 45% of the vote. At least, right? So it more or less means that they're going to, the line means that they're going to split it again. Or one party will be, uh, really, it's a line that chooses which party is going to be first or second. (laughs) I think, oh, God, I can see this going both ways so easily. But I think that the United seem to have a lot of problems. Kevin Falcon does not seem to be that popular. Uh, The conservative brand is getting a huge boost from Pierre Poilievre. And it seems like the BC Conservatives are more on Poilievre's kind of team. Yes, they are. So I, they are. I wouldn't even rule out Poilievre campaigning with the BC Conservatives if it gets really bad for the BC United. So I'm going to choose the over that the BC Conservatives will do better than 22%. Or was it 22.5? It was 22. Well, it's, 22. It's, a, it's a percentage point. So yeah, it's, right. if it's so exactly 22, we'll take, a, we'll take a tie. You choose the over? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Prime ministers or a leader of the oppositions, it's rare that they actively campaign for a party That's in true. a provincial election. It, they can, it can happen, definitely. It's just that Mr. Ebi is extremely popular. Uh, the numbers show that he's one of the most popular premiers in the country. I know some people really dislike him uh, in BC, of course. Uh, that's the nature of the game. But there's also several seats when you look at the map the federal map and the provincial map. There are some, you know, conservative at the federal level and NDP at the provincial level. There are some uh, orange-blue voters out there. Uh, and so if he pushes the balance too hard on Mr. Rustad and Mr. Rustad does badly, it looks bad for him. So it could happen. It's just it doesn't seem very rational to me. Um, I could see the BC... I mean, if you took a DeLorean and told me the BC Conservatives had 32% of the vote or they had 17 I would believe both. So I do yeah. not know. And so you took the over. You know what? I think it's going to be over too, but I'm going to be different here. I'm going to be a contrarian. I'm going to say under 22%. I think they're going to underperform their polls. Okay. So uh, I had another one for the conservatives, but let's, because we just did one, I'm going to do one for the Greens. Okay. BC Greens have two seats. Uh, they're polling a little bit less, at least as we speak, than they did in the last election. The NDP also a little bit less, so maybe it evens out. But I'm going to put the bar for BC green seats at 1.5. Son of a gun. (laughs) I thought you were going to say 2.5. That Mm. changes a lot of things. The thing is, yeah, the BC... the, The Greens in BC are a relatively good green party compared to others. You know, they, they have been doing well for quite some time. Uh, it's just that the NDP is polling so high in the mid-40s. So 1.5, I got to go with the over. 
I'm taking the over. I think hmm. it's going to be two or three seats for the Greens. The thing is, for me, it's hard to find a third seat. Um, yeah. And the boundaries are worst for Sonia first to know in her riding. And, uh, you know, I could see that if it looks obvious the NDP is going to win, that a lot of Green voters might feel liberated to vote Green. And, and so they do pretty, pretty well. But I'm going to say because the NDP might run away with this a little bit, and the boundary changes, I'm going to choose the under and that the Greens end up winning one seat. Uh, So I'll choose the under on that one. Okay, okay. All right. Um, We'll have to talk about the Uniteds. They are the official opposition in BC, right? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's weird. (laughs) They went from red to to teal uh, and pink and pink. Um, I'm not sure where to, I think is I know I want to do an over under on the United. It's just I'm not sure where to put the line here. So yeah. the number of seats for the Uniteds, I'm gonna put the line. It's a it's such a low line. I'm gonna put the line at ten point five. Mm. You took the under with the NDP at sixty nine seats. I'm right. So that means there are there are in your mind there are at least twenty four seats left. Yeah. One of them, according to you, I'm taking you to your word, Eric. So the Greens with one, that's twenty three seats left. Will the Uniteds get more than ten point five? Well, see, the mistake I made with the NDP in Alberta was that <laughs> I chose all the things that had them winning. So when they lost, I didn't make any points. So here, oh, you're I'm going to hedge, hedge my bets so that I'm inconsistent across this. Uh, but I will say that I get, so, so I've, I've more or less said the Conservatives are going to do really well and the NDP aren't going to do as well, which means that the United should probably do under or over. Oh, I don't know. I guess you could take either one. I'm proud of my um, line. If I make you struggle here, I'm proud of my line. 10.5. Yeah. I'll choose the over. I'm going to say that my previous thing about the Conservatives doing well was BS. They end up collapsing. <laughs> and the Uniteds end up back at the 25, 30 seats that they usually get. So I'll choose the over on that. Wow. Okay. I have to say I'm surprised here. I'm surprised <laughs> here because I see no data whatsoever. That indicates that the uh, the Uniteds will do okay. I think they're in deep, deep trouble. Pe- many voters don't know who they are. Uh, the leader has been performing poorly. The NDP could just win so many vote splits. I mean, the NDP could win 80 seats. It's not oh, out yeah. of the question oh, that yeah. they do. And so I'm taking an easy, easy under. I think it could be as low as four or five seats for Uniteds. Uh, again, maybe Kevin Fackel will reveal himself as a great campaigner. We, it's possible. We don't know that. But uh, I'm taking under 10.5 seats for the Uniteds. Let's move to Saskatchewan. Okay. So Scott Moe going for his second election. Uh, he was he won true. in 2020 going for another win. And the SAS party has been there now since 2007. So their longest serving government right now in the country. The polls have suggested the NDP has closed the gap a little bit, but that the Sask party still has usually around half of the vote. And because of how their vote is concentrated in the rural areas, they are in a really strong position to win another majority government. 
But we have seen that their support has come down. And sometimes they are in the 40s. And there's the Sask United Party that has a, you know, a leader in the House because it's Nadine Wilson who crossed the floor. Sometimes the Buffalo Party, the PCs, they get a mm-hmm. chunk of the vote. Yep. So if I put the Sask Party vote share oh. at 50%, what would you do? Last time it was 55. Was it 55%? Of the vote last time, or it was no, over at sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. They doubled yeah, yeah. the NDP. Yeah, I'm thinking the over. I mean, I'm sorry, but it, that's mm. that's an easy one for me. That's I, I, you, I mean, do you know something that I don't? I maybe I missed something. Uh, you are right there. There are three right of center parties. You forgot the Buffalo party here. I mean, maybe yeah. they're not. I don't know how serious they are, but there are some supporters of the Buffalo parties that are really committed. Uh, they're progressive conservatives, sure. The uh, the SAS United, sure. But it's it's hard to build an organization, and I and I'm taking the over here for easily. I slam it, boom, slam the over. <laughs> are you taking the under? I, I, I'm going to take the ender just to be different. Wow! I'm going to say that these other parties, <laughs> these other okay. parties, eat up too much of their support, and the Sask Party uh, has what happened in the Lumsden Morris by-election happened. Too many ridings in rural areas. They don't do well in Regina, Saskatoon, and they end up at 49, 48 percent. I don't know if I actually believe wow. that's going to happen, but this is what I'm saying will happen. I'm taking the under on 50 percent for the Sask Party. I can't believe wow. it. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I know. So the so thing is, again, sometimes I, you know, we have our, we have our beliefs and we have our, our what we know and what how we interpret. And sometimes some somebody gets to you and is like, "Hang on, Eric knows what he's saying. Why is he putting that line <laughs> solo? Is he trying to trap me here?" And it's possible, but okay, all right. Uh, we'll see. The NDP seem to be doing better in the two cities, but the, th- the thing is, the two cities is still not that many seats mm-hmm. right now. And uh, my, of course, we are very early and we had very little uh, polling data to work with. Uh, I have the NDP winning 24 seats, uh, mostly all in the cities and uh, uh, less than a handful outside. So last time they won 13 seats. Is that correct? It was 13, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Over under the number of NDP seats. And I think I have to. I have to move that line since you think this hash party will do less than 50%. Um, I say uh, I say 21.5 seats for the uh, the NDP. Wait, no, no, that's too low. That's too low. Let me move that. Let me move that. 23.5. 23.5 seats for the, the NDP. Hmm. I think, despite again what I said, ah, I you're gonna edge. You're g- <laughs> under. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't actually. I think it's completely possible that the end up the vote ends up being forty eight, forty two. Yeah, which, which even I'm not sure if I can't. I have trouble seeing the NDP getting over forty. But, um, but it's just it doesn't really work. They don't win the outer suburbs of Saskatoon, Regina, yeah. and. And so I'll I'll take the under, but I, I I had put the line. I had also done this, and I'd put the line at twenty point five. Um, okay. So I would I would have taken the over on that one, but I'll take the under on twenty three point five. Yeah, me too. I'll take the okay. under too. Yeah, it's I uh, again. I was trying to trap you. You are 
hedging your bets here and it could it could work for you but it could also dramatically backfire and uh, next year is going to yeah. be also very much fun so well that's true if you hedge wrong then you'll just end up being wrong on everything right <laughs> um okay so how about this one yeah again it's the ndp okay how many seats do they win outside of regina saskatoon and the two northern ridings uh, that, that occupy like half the province the uh, the, the far yeah. northern ridings so outside Regina, outside Saskatoon, and outside of Cumberland and Athabasca. I'm going to put the line at 1. 1.5. 1.5? Uh, all right. So I yeah, they could have one moose jaw. I think they could have one Prince Albert, although it's not going to be easy. But the thing is, I, I, the Sass party is, is such a well machine. It's a dynasty, basically. And mm-hmm. at some point, the dynasty will lose. But I see no indication that 2024 is it. That's a good line, my friend. Um, I think they're going to win one of the Prince Albert, probably the northern one. The Moose Jaw is very tall. I'm going to take the, uh, I'm going to take the under. Okay, I think I was going to do the under as well, but I think let's say that I think they win uh, one in Prince Albert and maybe one in Moose Jaw or maybe both in Prince Albert. But wow, if they win three, then I think they have a shot at government. But I bet you they they'll they'll win two. So I'm going to take the over in one point five. Wow. Okay. So you have the SAS party below fifty percent, the NDP. <laughs> Below just below twenty three seats, yeah. but winning more than two seats outside of those that they usually win. It's going to be a weird election. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say it right now. Realignment, realignment. People are going to go look back at this podcast and be like, "Wow, what was Eric saying?" Eric's okay. the Saskatchewan whisperer. He understood how that province was going to go. I would like to go to Saskatchewan for that election. I don't think it's going to be yeah. possible because of my work schedule, but I would really like to go. Uh, Road trip. It could, it could be. It could be a lot of fun. I'll I'll see. I'll see what it can do. It's just that with my schedule, it's 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 tough. But anyway, do you want to move on to New Brunswick, my friend, or yeah, do you have do more that. on Saskatchewan? Are we done? No, I think we've done that. We've done enough of that. Let's do New Brunswick. Okay. Why don't you uh, go so first? Set the context. Blaine Higgs has been in power since 2018. He had a, a minority government then. He won a majority in 2020. He has been musing about an early election for months. Uh, it's scheduled to be next fall. Who knows if it'll be actually in the fall. Maybe it'll just be in the spring. Um, the polls are suggesting the liberals have a lead, but the geography doesn't really work out very well for them. Why don't you choose the first line for New Brunswick? Hmm. Well, I was going to be... Uh... I, was, I was going to be uh, have a little fun here. So the, the action is scheduled for October 21st. Over under on the date of the election, <laughs> and I'm putting the uh, the uh, the line at July first. <laughs> <laughs> it was rumored to be. You know, I would like a spring election. Early. A spring election would be nice because we got BC and Saskatchewan also in the fall, and we got the U.S. election in the fall, which 
Uh, I'm not sure how much we'll talk about, but it's still going to cause a lot of Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And for those listening, yeah. the right now as scheduled, October, 20, uh, October 19th, BC. October 21st, New Brunswick. October 28th, Saskatchewan. So it's a tough run, uh, 10 days ahead in October. Mm. Yeah. Holy jeez, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be... Yeah. Oh, you didn't know? That's okay. a tough yeah. week and a half. <laughs> and then the U.S. election must be like on the 2nd or the 4th or something yep. like that, right? So yeah, Early November. Boy. Yeah. All right. So for that, I'm going to hope for a spring. I'm going to put the energy out there, and I'm going to take the under, I guess. I'm not sure how we yeah. use over under in time, the, the, but I'm going to choose the before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, the budget is just a moment to just – it feels like Blaine Higgs wants to go into an election, so I don't know. Why would he wait after the budget? It's it's still strange that uh, you know we have fixed election dates uh, laws. Uh, I know they are loose. Fixed-ish. That fixed ish, yeah, they are loose because you can still do it. It's just that there's a pri- a political price to pay. Uh, but those who are you know really into Blaine Higgs and vote PC whatever, they don't they won't mind if there's an early election. So you won't have much of a price to pay, and uh, the PCs can lose the popular vote by five or six points and still win the election. Uh, I'm going to take the, maybe I, more. Yeah, I'm going to take the before, too. I think it's going to be in the spring. Okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And you know what? Actually, the fact that they've been talking about an early election for so long almost sets it up that if he does it in the spring, uh, it won't be uh, as egregious because everybody will have known it was kind of coming, right? Because uh, all the other parties have been getting ready. That's right. It's not like the... Higgs, at, to his credit, I suppose, has signaled that he wanted to have an early election. So if you were the Green or the Liberals and you were just not getting ready for it, then that's, mm-hmm. at that point it's on you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> it's a line for the PCs, how many seats okay. they will win. Hmm. So to win a majority, you need 25. They won 22 seats in 2018. 27, four years, uh, two years later, yeah. Yeah. What if I put the line at 22.5? I thought you were going to go with 24.5, like a boring line. Basically, are the PCs going to win? So 22.5? Yeah, you could not win the election with 23 seats, right? You could have a 23-24 and two seats for the Greens, and there you go. There's the new map in New Brunswick that I I, I have switched it on my side, so I do have the new map. Uh, I, I, I... I didn't see many changes that are uh, important for the, either the Liberals or the Conservatives. I saw a big change for the Greens, of course. Uh, the yeah. Fredericton writings were just butchered, um, which could help work for the Greens or against the Greens, depending on how well they do. Yeah. Uh, so 22.5 for the Higgs PC. I, 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 I'm taking the over. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure they're going to win the election. How much over? Well, here's the thing. Uh, in 2018, it was basically one seat that uh, separated the liberals and yep. the PCs. And because the, um, the, yeah, the, the, the alliance had one more seat than the Greens, uh, they, they, there was a coalition. It was one seat. Poor Monsieur Galin. They deserve better, I think. But uh, <laughs> won the popular <laughs> won vote the by popular six vote points. By too, six right? points, yeah. man. Uh, I, I, the map for the PC is still good. The, the, the polls that we have, Madame Susan Holt seems to be appreciated by liberals and the liberals could do well, but I could see the election going like 40% liberals and 35% PCs and the PCs still win. So I'm taking the over. 
Okay. I'm going to choose the under mm. uh, because I'm going to assume that the underlying numbers that we see for Blaine Higgs haven't been very good. His approval ratings aren't very good. His uh, government satisfaction ratings aren't terrific. So I'm going to say that in the election campaign, that starts to become a problem. New Brunswickers are wondering whether they want to have Higgs in power for nine years in total, or I guess it would be 10 years, I guess, in in an election. And that the winds kind of turn and the liberals end up winning the election. So... Again, I'm not saying this is what is going to happen, but I'm saying this is why I'm choosing the under for the PCs at 22.5. And, uh, and it would mean a change of government in New Brunswick. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, okay. I, I, so, do you have more or? Yes. I have. Yeah. I think there's two more I want to do. Yeah, me too. I don't know if you have. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> do I go first? Oh, I do. do I I, okay. Yeah. 22.5 is mine. Okay. So yeah, okay. you go next. Um, <laughs> the vote share of the New Brunswick NDP. Uh, we've had <laughs> questions from our members about this. Uh, why does the NDP doesn't go up in your projection? And I say, well, because they're, they're not really a serious party in New Brunswick. I'm sorry. I apologize if you're an NDPer from New Brunswick. Uh, you know, you had an interim leader last time around. You didn't have a full slate of candidate. And even though they will still be there in the election, I have seen no indication that it has changed. Um, last election, I believe they had 2.5% of the vote. Um, I think it was less. I think it was one point seven. Was it less? Oh, let me, I, I should have pulled this up before, but, uh, I don't see them doing as well as so many polls have been uh, no. showing. Uh, so I want to put the line on their vote share. Uh, so let me just before to, for context, let me just put it there. Okay. So new democratic, they had, uh, Okay, they had 1.7% of the vote, but uh, I missed it. where they were running, they averaged 2.5. That's why I was. That's uh, not good either. No, that's not good. So 1.7% <laughs> for the uh, the NDP uh, last time uh, in uh, in 2020. I will put the line at exactly that number, 1.7. Oh, it was 1.66. Now I'm putting 1.7% for the NDP. Uh, okay, the vote so share. Growth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think that the NDP was in really bad shape last time. It, their interim leader was a very young man. Yep. And he he became the permanent leader because they didn't have anybody else in place because uh, it was an early election. They couldn't get the candidates in place. So I'm going to guess that they are a little bit better organized this time. Maybe they run a nearly full slate or at least a little bit more. Their leader has been in place for a little bit longer, Alex White, uh, even though he, he as well started as an interim and then got the job because no one else wanted it. So I'm not thinking that they're jumping to eight. I'm thinking they might be able to get to two, but I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over on 1.7 for the NDP. To be contrarian, because I think all the points that you just made were valid, uh, if this is if this becomes an election to uh, to oust Mr. Higgs, I think there could be uh, a bleeding from mm. the NDP. Even though there's not that much to bleed, I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I say in the 1.4, 1.5 range. We're really into the decimals here on the numbers. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take the under. Okay, I'm gonna make it even more depressing. We're gonna talk about the People's <laughs> Alliance vote share. So this party had uh, won two seats last time. Chris Austin and Michelle Conroy were the two MLAs. 
They crossed the floor to the PCs, joined the government, and the party was, I think, almost officially it, deregistered. Yeah, or, it was. I think it was deregistered and was re-registered. They started yeah. the process or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so a former MLA who had won in 2018 was defeated in 2020, Rick Desaulnier, or Desaul. I'm not sure how he pronounced it, Desaulners or whatever. Um, he is the interim or the leader, I guess. But the party seems to be non-existent. It does one or two percent in the polls. I'm going to put the line for the People's Alliance share of the vote at one percent. Wow! So you think the People's Alliance will go below the NDP? Hmm. I'm saying it could happen. I'm I'm wondering if it will. I'm asking you. <laughs> I, I I'm glad you said uh, I'm glad you said this one because I I do not know where this will end up. Uh, I you know I, a year ago I would have told you okay the People's Alliance is. Basically, they're gone. They're, 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 they won't exist anymore. One percent is really low, though. So I'm gonna take. Mm, maybe it's a trap. They could be deregistered this year and say we'll just join the PC. Okay, I'm gonna take the over. Over one percent for the People's Alliance. Okay, I'm gonna going out on the limb here. I think that I'm taking the under. I'm thinking we've seen this with a couple other times with these uh, further right parties, uh, and. You know, they make some noise and then they end up getting 0.3% of the vote. Mm. Like no one's bothering voting for these parties because there's no real point anymore. So I'm going to say this is going to happen with the People's Alliance in that they will effectively be done after this election. Uh, Just like the Confederation of Regions party back in the past, uh, uh, you know, a a flame that burns very brightly, but for a very short amount of time. Very sad (laughs) for the People's Alliance. Huh. Okay. I have two more. Then New Brunswick is kind of fun, right? For a smallish province, it's uh, there's many. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay, I think it's gonna be a good one. Do you have anything on the liberals? Because I have one, but maybe maybe I don't want to take away your your picks. But uh, I have one for the Greens and uh, not one for the Liberals. No. Okay, so I'll do one for the Liberals. Okay, vote share for okay. the Liberals. How will Susan mm. Holt do? I'm not doing seats. Uh, we we've already covered that with uh, the the PCs. I think that's enough. Um, vote share for the uh, for Susan Holt Liberals. Uh, just to context for our listeners, of course, uh, the latest polls have been pretty good for the Liberals. Uh, narrative research. I know it's only narrative research. It's, you know, it's the Atlantic poster, but that they always have small samples. They don't poll during elections. Yeah. So, but it's all we have, right? Um, in the past year, their lowest poll was 34, and their highest poll, which was the most recent, was 41% for the Liberals. Uh, I'm setting the line, popular vote share for Susan Holt at 39%. Ooh. Hmm. Because I was thinking in my head, I, 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 for New Brunswick, I'm going to be consistent. Oh. So I have the PCs losing, and despite the People's Alliance disappearing. And the NDP, I said, would get 2%, maybe. So I don't think that's eating into anybody's vote. Uh, but 39. What did Gallant get in 2018? He got like 38 point something, right? I, I'm going to pull this up for you. I think it was 38. It was um, Monsieur Gallant had 37.8. Okay. Yee, geez, could she get 39? <laughs> I'm going to say that she will. So I'm going to say the oh. Liberals will get over 39. I don't know if it'll be a lot over 39, but I'm going to take the over. Okay, I'm taking the under. Mm-hmm. I think the Liberals will do well, but it's, you know, the, the, the PCs have a strong brand. The fact that Mr. Higgs has been one of the least popular premiers 
in the country for many years now, and the PCs yeah. are still there. I I don't think uh, the the province is um, as switch. I think you know in Acadia, of course, uh, the, uh, the liberals will do well. But thirty nine percent, I think, is a fair line. Uh, I think it's going to be just under. Okay. I think this is going to be the make or break uh, section of the uh, contest. <laughs> the, this is where we'll separate the men from the boys. Okay, uh, we do one more on uh, the Greens. So they won three in 2022, uh, or 2020, sorry. Um, so they have two seats in sort of the southeast, uh, Kent North, I think it is, and Tonshamar Memrakuk, Memrakuk, anyway. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the Fredericton South seat that David Kuhn has. So they've chopped up Fredericton South. The green vote has been kind of exploded across three different ridings, so it's not really clear how it's going to work. The other two ridings, you know, they could be uh, one of them seems a bit safer. We'll see with the other one. But I'm going to put the line for green seats because we haven't seen much strength in the polls from them at 2.5. They're better during campaigns than outside campaigns, the New Brunswick Greens. Uh, 2.5. If, I mean, if they get under, ugh, it's a, it'll be a tough one. Um, I think they're going to do better than we think in Fredericton. I think they could sweep, but not sweep, but they could win the, the, the seats that formerly were David's Coon, David Coons. So I'm going to take the over. I think they could get hmm. as much as four. Okay. As many as four, I'm sorry. going... I mean, I'll take the under. Oh. Um, so the Tantramar seat... The new boundaries seem to make it a better seat for the Greens, so I think they hold that. I think the fact that the Liberals are doing probably going to be doing better, maybe contesting for government, that they'll be able to win the Kent seat, and that I think that Kuhn will be able to win his seat, that because he's the leader, people will move over. But I think that'll be it. So I'm going to take the under because I'm going to put the Greens at probably winning two seats this okay. far out. Okay. So there we go. All right. Okay, so now we're going to move to the sort of the wild card section about anything. It can be politics elsewhere in the country. It can be about other things. Um, I'm going to do one first. So I asked on the Discord, um, and if you're not a member of the Discord, you can join the numbers Patreon at thenumberspod.ca. You can ask us our questions that we answer every week on the mailbag, and you get early access to the episodes. If you were a member, you could be listening to this on Thursday rather than Friday. That's right. Um, so, that's right. I mean, that's that's worth the five bucks a month right there. Absolutely. Um, so, I got this one from a Sylvan librarian. I thought it was good, so I'm going to do it. 1.5, a House of Commons speaker <laughs> in the next year. <laughs> oh. Greg Fergus is currently in the job. Yeah. He, it's been a bit of a tough time for him he was replacing anthony rota who left earlier this year so we're already at two for 2023 will we reach at least two in 2024 just to make sure that this starts january 1st right if monsieur uh, fergus resigns before the new year okay so 1.5 we could also have an election in 2024. As I said, it could be a dice roll. So there are good chances that we would change speaker. Um, I'm taking the over. That's a good one. Well, Thank you're you for the odds. Th- yeah, I'm, playing mm. the, I'm taking the over. Uh, I, I I kind of want to as well, but I'm going to say that he ends up hanging on, uh, oh. that the Liberals and the NDP 
keep him keep him in the job and 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 so he gets to stay but i thought that was a good one from a sylvan librarian so thank you very much all right philip what do you got i uh we haven't talked about ontario and i know there's no elections Mm. in ontario but we should talk about it uh so uh there was a poll just earlier this week um of course we, if you listen to this it was just before christmas uh, abacus mm-hmm. data had a new uh, poll that showed the pcs at 39 and the liberals the olp at 27 with bonnie crombie of course and the ondp at 24 so there's a small crombie bump but very small and it doesn't seem that she put a dent in pc support but it's still very early and we know that Ontarians don't pay much attention to their provincial politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so what will be the best poll from recognized pollsters for the OLP? You ready? I'm setting yeah. the line at 33.5. Uh, I think I'll take the over. I you think take the over? Uh, I think we'll see a couple of polls with the Liberals in the mid-30s. I do wonder, because, you know, we're talking about New Brunswick, but I, I do wonder if the kind of troubles that Justin Trudeau's having are going to be make it harder for provincial liberal parties to score well. But I think at one point during the year that I will take the over on that, that the liberals will end up being a lot a lot closer to the PCs than they've been uh, for the last little while. Okay. I'm taking the under. I don't think it will mm-hmm. happen uh, this year. Uh, you know, uh, the Main Street Research had a poll right after the OLP campaign that had the, the Miss Crumbie at yeah. 34. Uh, it's possible that it goes over that at some point, but I'm taking the odds that during 2024, it won't happen. Okay. All right, let's stick to Ontario then. Uh, Bonnie Crombie, does she win a seat in 2024? Oh. <sighs> No, I don't. I don't know the answer. I'm guessing the answer is no. There would have to be a resignation. It would have mm-hmm. to be in the Peel region, I think. Um, and uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes that they get okay. one of their MPPs to step aside oh. in a relatively safe riding in Toronto or something, and and she gets herself a seat there. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, what do you got? Manitoba. So, um, of course, Manitoba just had an election, and we saw uh, that uh, Mr. Canoe uh, is having uh, its um, its a honeymoon. So, in the next quarterly provincial poll, not provincial poll, but uh, the the the, the uh, premier appreciation, right? Mm. Uh, we saw so that in February, Mr. March. That's right. So mid-February, published usually in March. So Mr. Cunu was at 57% approval rating in the Angus Reid uh, poll. Uh, I'm going to put the line here. Appreciation for Mr. Cunu in the next Angus Reid quarterly poll. I'm going to put the line at 54%. Well, let's, say, let's go with a, a decimal. So 53.5%. So will the honeymoon for Mr. Cunu last through the first part of the winter? I'm going to take the over, and I actually am going to do a bonus guess and say that it ends up being higher than 57. Oh, okay. Um, then my line was not good. I agree it's going to be higher than 53.5. Not sure it's going to go over 60, but okay, let's agree that it's going to be. The, the honeymoon should last at least six months, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Let's go, let's go with the over. 
Okay, I, I always do this one, and it, it requires a little bit of thinking. Okay. So the number of premiers who will be defeated or resign, <laughs> and I'm going to put it as announce it, so it counts as long as they announce, so if they, right. st- you know, if they stay on as an interim, whatever. But they announce or they defeat or they are defeated in 2024, and I'm going to put the line at 1.5. Oh, that's low. Okay. So we, we, we're not counting federal here, just premiers. Premiers. Provincial okay. premiers. Okay, so you said Mr. Higgs was going to lose, so that's one for you, <laughs> unless you hedge again. Um, <laughs> BC and Saskatchewan, 1.5. Mr. Houston is, is in, in a saddle. Miss Smith is not going anywhere. Ford is not going anywhere. <laughs> Lego. Lego should be fine. Um, 1.5 is a low bar, but King is okay. Just one election. Taking the under. I don't, I, I see very little movement on the provincial side in 2024, unless there's a, you know, a dramatic, you know, sickness or something, but no, I'm taking the under. Yeah, see, uh, I'm going to also take the under because I've in the past said that, you know, the odds are someone resigns due to health or something like that. But I'm going to say that if if someone does resign due to a health reason or a personal reason or something like that, it'll offset Higgs not losing maybe. So I'm going to take the under. Um, I bet you it'll still be one, though. I think it'll still be at least one. So, yeah. All right. I have this one. I think I mentioned it on our last show. So, during 2024, federal and provincial combined number of Greens elected in their respective legislature or parliament. Oh. So, um, how many Greens will win, basically? I'm excluding the territories. I don't think there's Green parties, but I, no territories, okay? Um, yeah. I'm putting the line. So, there's there shouldn't be in Saskatchewan. Come on. Putting that at no. 5.5. Ooh, that's high. I, I took that the Greens would win two in New Brunswick, and I said they would have won in British Columbia. So uh, that's right. It's too, high. It's, it's too high. It's too high. You're right. It's too high. Okay, hang what? on. 4.5. 4.5. You're right. right. I can imagine the Greens winning three or four in New Brunswick. And it's possible they could win two or three in BC. But I think the context isn't great for them. So I think I'll still take the under. I think I'll still take the under for 4.5 green seats, probably in BC and New Brunswick. Taking the over. And if, if my friend, there's a federal election, you are boned because the, Liber- the Greens should win at least two in the federal election. And then I would mm. win this. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do you have something else? Playing the odds. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I have uh, one more that's more that's political, and then I have one that isn't. Um, Okay. So there is a U.S. election in 2024. This is not an American political podcast, but Mm. the vote share for the winning presidential candidate. Mm. If I put it at 50 percent, what do you say? Biden did get over 50%. Yeah, yes, he did. But it was a really was. I mean, basically, is is uh, that crazy Kennedy is going to get a, a significant vote share that will make. Um, God, I don't know. 
Yeah, he's crazy enough to go all the way. Because the truth and and uh, the truth and reason doesn't seem to be working at all with him. I saw some interviews with him. It just just doesn't make sense. He could get five six percent, and then suddenly it's almost okay. So I'm taking the under. Mm. There have been some polls that have him in the teens, and like yeah. he might actually be able to pull high enough to to get invited to the debates. Yeah. Um, Trump has always not. You know, for all of his his electoral um, reputation, he's actually lost quite a lot and doesn't do very well. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't think that he can get over forty four, forty five percent of the popular vote, but I do think that Biden is going to drop. And as you said, I think uh, Robert Kennedy could end up getting a decent amount. So, I'm also going to take the under, which I think just adds to the chaos in the uh, in the. Um, Bad feelings after the next U.S. election, uh, regardless of, of who wins. Okay. Uh, I'm done On that cheery with... note, what do you got for uh, the, the wilder wild cards? You got anything? <laughs> I'm done with politics. Uh, I have mm. a hockey question, but do you want to switch to hockey? These don't yeah, count. Yeah, I also have one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah these don't. Well, they really count, count if we end up tied, I think. Okay, this is a tiebreaker. Okay. Uh, they last... count if I win them. Okay. <laughs> well, even last year wouldn't have helped you. Oh, boom. Okay. Oh. Number uh, last year I asked you whether the Leafs would win a round and they did and then they completely, you know, crapped the bed with Florida. Um so instead of uh, you know going with the Leafs because the Leafs are really good this year. They they have such a great team. But they, I'm not sure they built for the playoffs. Number of playoff wins. Last year they won five games, four against Tampa and one against uh, Florida. 5.5 playoff wins for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I, I think that they're ah. not. Uh, I think they're going to do badly. Yeah, me too. Okay. I take, I'll take the under too. I mean, thing is, it could be. A, it, I mean, it's too early to tell, but it could very well be a rematch of Toronto, Florida. Toronto is the better mm. team. It's just that that Florida team can uh, surprise. I mean, they were the better team against the Leafs last year. So uh, no, I'll, I'll yeah. take the under. 5.5 5. 5 okay. was too high. Okay. I also have a, a, an NHL hockey one. Um, so the number of Canadian teams that will make the playoffs. Hmm. Right now, and as the time you're listening to this, maybe things have changed a little bit, but Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver seem to be in a decent place to make the playoffs. And then... You know, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, bubble teams, Ottawa seems to have... I don't know what's going on with Ottawa. I'm going to put the yeah. line at 3.5. The thing is, the Canucks have, uh, have surprised. Uh, I, fo- I, I don't watch the, the games, all the games, but I, I follow the standings, I follow the highlights. The Canucks are much better than I expected. Can they keep that up? They might have might have uh, have enough points already in the bank um so i'll take the canucks and the leafs for sure um the jets the jets lost to the habs come on man <laughs> you don't you don't do that if you're a serious team uh but they are in a weaker division so the line is 3.5 is that right yeah. uh the Edmonton Oilers, they fired a coach when, what, I think it was seven in a row. Now they just lost a couple. Uh, I can't believe a team like the Oilers could make that. So I'm taking the over. I think the Oilers will make it. Okay. 
All right. I w- I'll also take the over. Oh, okay. I bet you there'll be a Cinderella story. The Canadians will make the the, uh, the Stanley Cup final <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's Ottawa not happening. The first round pick, first <laughs> overall pick, because I don't know what the heck's going on in Ottawa. All right. Okay. I'm done. Do you have anything left? Well, the thing is, I have a few for Quebec, but we're going to keep this for Les Chiffres in, en français. Yes. We're going to uh, we're do uh, over-under. We won't overlap much between the two um, because I don't want Eric to hedge his bets, say one thing in French and say one thing in English, because that would be, it, it, you know, he could do it. He's, you know. Uh, I mean, it, this is a Canadian <laughs> political podcast. That would be fair. That's how it works, right? But... But uh, I have a few for Quebec. I'm going to keep them for our French podcast, Les Chiffres, which I, of course, encourage you to listen to if you want mm-hmm. to, e- either if you speak French or if you want to practice your French. Uh, so I think that's done, Eric. Uh, how confident are you considering that I crushed you last year? How confident are you in this one? Mm. And because of, uh, because of the fact that you're boasting about it, now I'm feeling better. I feel like I'm going <laughs> to... Poetic justice will come back. And you know what? We, we, we say it's that possible. we play for bragging rights. Yeah. I think we should go to the Discord, we should go to the Patreon members and ask them we th- to have some sort of stakes, something right. that the loser has to do. Okay. Next uh, year. Nothing make, too embarrassing. Make me wear a Leaf jersey during a, an episode. <laughs> maybe. Do we have Leafs fan? I, I don't know. We, we, we don't talk much about hockey. There's a hockey sub in our Discord. But uh, yeah, we could. And also, we will list all the over-unders. Uh, mm-hmm. Make them available to our members and have them vote. What do they think over or under? And perhaps they'll agree with us. Perhaps they won't. And maybe they'll even beat us. Uh, yeah, we countdown, can see so. who among the Patreon, the Discord members does the best. So, uh, so yeah, we'll post that up there as well so people can can play along with us. And if they beat us, then then they get to take our jobs. I think that's <laughs> how it works. All right. Merci beaucoup, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, thanks to our listeners, and I hope that you have a really great 2024. Uh, you know, there'll be lots of fun stuff that we're going to chat about, but just I'm uh, wishing everybody all the best and health and happiness for them and their families for 2024. And the same to you, Philip. We've launched this podcast this year. It's been a lot of fun, and, and I'm really looking forward to the next 12 months, too. Oh, absolutely. Merci beaucoup, Eric. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our members who are supporting us. We really like this project, and it could not happen without people who are supporting us. So we appreciate it. Merci beaucoup.